0: Today is day 41 of our Lent Reflections. My name is Nathan, I'm the vicar at St Giles just down the road and during Holy Week we're focusing on the seven phrases spoken by Jesus on the cross. And so as we enter this time of reflection and prayer, let's just still ourselves and become aware again of God's presence with us. Let us pray. Lord, I pause from the busyness of life and and choose to set my focus entirely on you once again. Please meet with me, and speak with me in these moments ahead. Amen. Our Bible verse today is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, verse 43. Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Here at the end, even at the end, there's a scandal in Jesus' ministry that, to me, reflects the very heart of God the God that he came to teach and reveal to our broken world in the three short years of his ministry. Here we are at the end with him, and see where it's got him, broken by the same broken world that he came to show a better way to. It is a tragedy. It is the ultimate tragedy of tragedies. Yet there is a scandal, even one from the depths of despair, that sees people responding to something they cannot help but see as better. Responding to the hope, grace and love in the person of Christ and the power he has to transform lives and this world even now, even today, perhaps even in you listening. There are two, other cru- two others crucified with Jesus. One mocks Jesus, asking him to save himself and then themselves while Jesus is at it. This thief is consumed by his bitterness, his anger and his pain and if I'm honest, my human inclinations are to be like this as well. The other takes his opposite number down, although not literally, he says, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done nothing wrong, he says. And then he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Just think for a second about what this exchange must have cost these three men. Our Gospel writers sound like they're recording a casual chat between the two thieves and Jesus, yet yeah, that's not so, crucifixion was horrible, deliberately so, it was designed to be a horrible warning, the Romans used it as a shock tactic It to demonstrate that the peaceful people being crucified were lesser than them as well. In 71 BC, the Roman consul Crassus captured 6,000 rebel slaves from the revolt led by Spartacus. He crucified all of them alongside the 200km main road from Capua to Rome, the Appian Way, as a grisly warning to anyone who passed by. Roman citizens were, unless specified, exempt from the crucifixion. We read of St Paul the Apostle claiming this right of Roman citizenship in Acts and throughout his letters to be presented before governors and magistrates for trial and witnesses before them before them, so that the gospel would be proclaimed that would come from Christ's life, death and resurrection. But we're not quite there yet today. We're walking through those agonising last hours, before any of that happened, and where hope was dimming dramatically for the followers of Jesus, if not being lost altogether. Betrayed, abandoned, whipped and crucified, only with the most hardcore of his followers and friends watching on helpless, and these two men beside Jesus. I don't know what you think about the penitent thief's bequest. Was it a desperate gamble, just in case? Was he hedging his bets? Maybe. But the response, we're looking at today. A friend from Theological College posted something from the Atheist Forum, designed as a rebuttal of the Christian faith. It said Christianity, the belief that one God created a universe 13.7 billion years old, 93 billion years in diameter, consisting of 200 million galaxies, each one with an average of 200 billion stars, only to have a personal relationship with you. And my friend, who's a very learned person, turned it into a compliment by saying, yep, pretty much. If we consider that as a possibility, this exchange can only mean more to us from Jesus on the cross. The claim certainly defies logic, assumption, cynicism and scepticism alongside all the other coping mechanisms that get us through our days because we're usually too busy to stop and really think about things thoroughly. It's probably the scandal that if we think about it grabs our hearts and minds the most, it grabs mine certainly and I tend to try and emphasize the love and the kingdom building here on earth rather than the ultimate judgement of who gets in or out of paradise, I try and leave room for God to do their thing in that. And yet I can't avoid it here in this passage, our passage is the words from the cross and are near Jesus's final words, today I truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise." Christ's words from a broken place stay on message to the unimaginable acceptance and love of God towards everyone, especially towards anyone who seeks to turn themselves around no matter how late in the day. Our scripture today is the words that Jesus directed to a thief, a thief who despite the pain they were in themselves turned towards something that they thought was better and stood up for someone weaker, from across themselves, they defended someone against the scorn of another. Even in the midst of this sordid and painful story in the middle of the universe, is that not scandalous? Is that not just incredible? I think so, and I hope you today can see why as well. And so let us pray. Lord, amidst the hardships that we may be facing today in our lives, Would you help us to be inspired by our Lord? May we be moved, like the thief, to see and respond to Christ's goodness and life. May we be moved in adversity to show others the same example that Jesus shows us in this passage, and so come at last to paradise with you, and with the whole heavenly company of saints and sinners made good by grace, trusting the words that we hear today from your lips, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.